You know, Michael, buying a car is actually easy. It's probably one of the easiest things out there. Right. But it's dealerships that make it hard. I understand this because I used to sell cars and I can see the haters and the criticism that I'm going to get for speaking about this. But dealers teach salespeople to slow down the process to get control over the situation to therefore maximize their profits. Right. It's how dealers sell cars. I, a consumer could walk into the dealership, point to that one car and say, I want to buy that one car and here's my check or I like to finance. Do you want to test drive it? No. Do you want to do this? No. Well, then let me check with my manager. No, I don't want any of that stuff. I know what I want to buy. I got good credit. Let me talk to your finance manager and let's do this. Dealers will say no to that because right. at that point, they're, you're not going through their process. And there's, it depends who you talk to. Some have 14 steps, others have seven steps, all in the name of maximizing profit, right? So again, I think it's time to move on from that. I think uh, instead of going for the kill every time, I think you could be building relationships that these customers might want to come back to you for their next car and the next one after that, right? Um, and I think if, if you don't change that mindset, you're not going to see that returning customer often. And right. that's one of the big problems I'm seeing. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the holy grail increased lifetime value of a customer. Instead, we're still very transactional in our nature. Yeah, yeah. I love this. So, so when it comes to appropriately tracking this journey, what are some things that we should be doing in the CRM that we're not currently doing properly? For one, uh, you have to have a CRM. <laughs> I'm, you know, <laughs> almost, almost common sense, right? But right. it's very apparent that a lot of dealers don't. Uh, some dealers that I talk to are still using, you know, a spreadsheet. Some of them are right, right, old school, writing it on their books, you know, when to follow up with the customer. And, you know, going through that journey myself, you know, I've been in the industry for about since 06, so about 15, 10, uh, 14 years there. So I used to have a book. I used to write things down. I like to think I'm a pretty organized guy. Um, but selling, every sale is different. Every customer has different demands. Some are really quick and you're done within an hour. Some are, you know, a day or two process or even longer, right? right. And as, as much organized as you are, things get in the way of you following up with the customers that you have to follow up to bring them into the dealership versus the ones that are currently already there. So if you don't have a CRM to kind of remind you of these things, my number one suggestion is get a CRM. There's a ton of them out there. I'm not going to say any names. Uh, I do have a favorite. If you follow Hashtag me on LinkedIn. Not sponsored. <laughs> yes, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I do have a favorite that I speak about on LinkedIn if you want to follow me there. But crucial to have a CRM. Now, in that CRM, the, I think the biggest mistake that most dealers also do is it's just like checking the box to get a CRM and then they move on, but they don't do anything with it. CRMs are highly customizable, at least the ones I work with are. Um, you can go in there and tweak it to adapt to your selling philosophy at your store. You don't have to use the CRM out of the box, which happens to be the case. Um, the ones, the two bigger companies I talk to, they say that their usership uses probably about 
10% of the capacity of the CRM because they're not really investing in changing all of the different campaigns within and the processes. Uh, and I think that's a mistake because if you're just getting a CRM to check that box, do you deal, does your dealership have a CRM? Yes. Then I think you're, you're not maximizing where you could be because if that's the case, then all of your PMA using the C same CRM, you guys are going to look exactly the same, which is the case when I'm reading all of these emails that I'm shopping. You, it would amaze, amazes me, well, not anymore, but you see the lines of emails coming back, all of right. them with the same greeting and all of them with the same line, mm -hmm. same paragraph, because they haven't done anything to differentiate, differentiate themselves from the competitors who using the same CRM. So again, in terms of what best practices I recommend is, you know, find someone who gets it uh, or rely on your account manager to kind of tweak it and adapt it to your, the unique selling philosophy that's at your dealership. Because changing one line here and there will make a difference because when you have the consumer shopping, and he's not just shopping one store, and I know Google says it's 1.6 or whatever, I, yeah. think, I think they're shopping three to four stores until they eventually narrow down between two. And if they all look exactly the same, you know, right. you're not helping the consumer to choose your store. You have right. to tweak something in there. Yeah, and I, I would agree with that. I mean, especially, especially on, on the pre-owned side of thing because the, everybody's got unique inventory. Like nobody has the exact same thing. Yeah. So maybe, maybe new, maybe, but, but I definitely see yeah, I, I would well, tend to agree with that. I'm, like I, I'm the opposite there, Michael. Sorry. Yeah. Like Pre-owned inventory being unique right. is easier. It's where okay. your new inventory is exactly the same. So if you're right. shopping three dealerships of the same brand and they all give you the same paragraph with the same yeah. options, and right. that's where you have an opportunity to differentiate yourself somehow. It's, Some calls it's to like action, a, right? It's like... It, it, you know, when you say it that way, you kind of go, this is as ridiculous as shopping the three Apple stores in yes. <laughs> Edmonton, hoping that you're going to get some sort of yes. different like response or some sort of different. Like, exactly. It. Yeah. And we, 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 we tend to forget like, no, you're, you're selling the exact same product. Um, and so we need to have a little bit more of a differentiator. And, and I love what you're saying. Like, diving in and using these tools. I often talk about this. I, I, you know, when, when websites were, were the big craze and, and people would go, oh, well, our website's going to get you more traffic leads and sales. You remember when that was the word? Well, it kind of still is the word track, which is super <laughs> annoying and antiquated. Uh, yeah, no, our website's going to get you traffic leads and sales. Why is that? Well, because our websites are better. Why is that? Well, because uh, we take drone footage that highlights the <laughs> air conditioning units on your roof. Yeah. And it's like, um, okay. And, and to your point, like, guys, these are all just tools. Yeah. And I've said this before on the show and, and I've even said it in our seminars that you've been to, like th your CRM, your website, all of these digital things that everyone says are going to, you know, lasso the sun, the moon and the stars for you just because you have it wrong. It's no different than buying the most expensive hammer at home. It, here's a better example. It's like I, how you talked me out of almost buying the most expensive pots and yes. pans 
because you're like, bro, if you're not a good cook, then it doesn't matter what <laughs> you have. <Sorry. laughs> I think but that's exactly true. what I said. Yeah, you know, it's true. I'm a, I'm a hobbyist enthusiast <laughs> at best, but like I wouldn't say I'm, you know, chef worthy. Um, but, you know, and that kind of, that, that hit me. I was like, this is exactly the philosophy of what I teach. Like, why would I buy the most expensive thing that promises to do something when it's still so largely dependent on um, like you said, sales philosophy, like adapting this and actually using it. It's, it's scary to think that 10% uh, or, or that these tools are being used to 10% of their capacity. <laughs>